Can you believe it's fucking 2022? I can, and I am sad about that. Why, why are you sad about it? Every day I wake up and wish that it was the previous year. <laughs> why? Because I want to rewind time, Chris. Oh, oh, you know what? You saying that makes me want to start the episode with a certain thing. Um, hello, everybody. Welcome. It's me, Time Loverito, with... Me, teapot dude person thing. A little teapot. His name is Nate. You, should, you, you would know this if you don't. I'm sorry. Now you do. Uh, welcome to another episode of Space Time Taco. Um, going to just jump right into this real quick. So, Kim and I uh, basically just binged the entirety of um, Erased. The anime erased for the first time, uh, which I had started like the first. I think I said, saw the first two or three episodes at one point, um, and I just never got back to finishing it. I, I like as it was coming out. I think I watched the first, first two or three episodes. Uh, then you know everything fucking came out around the same time. Um, actually, now I want to see when that came out. Erased release date, but it was one of those things where like Kim had seen a um, fuck that came out in twenty sixteen. Um, Spring 2016 anime releases. I bet you there's like a single anime that was so big that that's why I didn't watch anything else. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, she had seen a TikTok that was basically like, hey, uh, it was describing anime without telling somebody it's an anime, like describing the plot of anime without telling them it's an anime so they would want to watch it. Um, <laughs> because people are you know, weird about anime, because they're dumb. Um, not my wife, just people in general. Uh, anime is cartoons. And, yeah, nothing serious can happen in a cartoon. Yeah, sure, nobody can have an ability to go back in time and save people's lives, um, but then go back in time so far that they have to go back and prevent not only their mother's death, but also the abduction and murder of multiple children when they are themselves a child. I'm just going to get a tattoo that says anime is cartoons. <clears throat> I'm gonna punch you in the dick. Um, <laughs> but no, it's uh, really fucking good. It's only 12 episodes long. Um, I really enjoyed it. Uh, I cried. You know me, I cried at everything, though. Um, also, I can't really see anything that caused me to not watch it. I do see My Hero Academia. Oh, Bungo. Bung Bungo? Bungo? Bungo. Stray Dogs. Yeah, Stray Dogs. I love that show. That was a great show. It is currently 214 on my anime list and number 30 in popularity, so... What is? Erased. Oh. Which is... Oh, I forgot. Japanese title does not say erased at all, but... It's sure. like, yeah, I had seen that. Where where do you see the top? Is there like a... Is it top anime? Well... Or would you just search it? Oh, uh, okay. Do you know what is still ranked as number one on, on anime? It's Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Really, I'll I'm okay with it for just the just for the fact that um, it is of all of the series that I've ever watched or heard people talk about. It is the most consistently loved by people, um, like people that don't watch anime normally. Ha really, really enjoy Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Well, yes, currently on my anime list, Brotherhood does have. It's a top overall score at 9.15, but it is currently third ranked. Wait, where do you see that? Am I on the different... I'm on all all anime, top anime. 
Are you looking at most popular? Oh, most popular is what I was looking at, yes. Oh, I was just on all anime. What's most popular? Death Note. Fuck off. <laughs> and I... I, like, really enjoyed Attack on Titan in the beginning, so much so that after the first season I just read all the manga. Um, <laughs> and then I got up to a certain point and I, I hate it. I hate that show. I just stopped. Gintama is in the top ten. Yeah. Five separate times. <laughs> it is literally number two. Wait, where are you looking? I'm looking at top anime series. So top it anime, is... all anime, top... oh, just top anime. Top airing? No. No, all anime, all top anime. anime series. Top anime. Gintama. It's number two. Gintama. It's number Gintama. six. It's number nine. And, and that's ten. a movie. Yes. That's... Oh, and it's four 11. Times. Yes, it is also 11. So four separate times, it's just in the top ten by itself. Now, I personally love number one, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Absolutely love number four, Steins Gate. And number five, Fruits Basket, the final. Which is the last 13 episodes where if you're not... If you don't want to cry, don't watch Fruits Basket. You will... Be an emotional wreck watching that show. Um, ooh, number seven, Hunter Hunter. That is a great show. I highly recommend that. Wish that would finish off because they never finished the series either. How is Mob Psycho below Code Geass? Um, because Code Geass is fucking amazing. How is Monogatari below Code Geass? Because I don't, I don't. Where? where I don't even see either any of those. Okay. Oh, Mob Psycho, and that's season two. Uh, beat monster we're really off topic aren't we hey hey mushoko that that uh the, the mushoko tensei reincarnated pervy rein, pervert reincarnation basically is what that show is it's called jobless reincarnation but okay no it's fake come on he it, it's literally a show where it's a like 30 40 year old that dies re respawns I yeah know. that's right respawns and then is all like pervy towards little girls yes fuck off he becomes a pervy baby See, some of these should be so much higher. Like Mushishi, Mushishi's fucking amazing. Both well, Mushishi, Jujutsu. I only come to my anime list to get an aggregate. It's honestly there are some anime on here that will never make the top that I absolutely love. So, One Piece is number three under. Oh wait, what's where is it on? Yeah, number three on all manga, which acceptable, you know. As somebody that has now read all of it. <laughs> uh, speaking of... Uh, wait, hold on. Let me go back. Erased. <laughs> really good. 12 episodes really fast on Netflix. English dub. Or I was going to say dub or sub. Um, highly recommend it. It's basically murder mystery with time travel. Um, which, in all honesty, if you are a fan of Tokyo Revengers, mm -hmm. that basically Tokyo Revengers is almost long-form version of Erased. Um, have you watched or read any of Tokyo Revengers? I have not. Uh, I actually highly recommend it. Um, I haven't read any more, but I like sped through the first like, 20, 30 chapters uh, in like one day, just one sitting. Um, so yeah, I highly recommend checking that out too. That's two things, two things. Look, two recommendations right off the fucking bat. Um, I was about to say something else and now I can't fucking remember. Nate, what was I talking about? Manga. Um, yes. Since 
our last recording, which was last year, which was re- definitely released before the new year. <laughs> um, uh, I have now um, read through the entirety of the Bleach manga. So uh, I have read through all three of the big three manga, one of which that is still fucking going. Um, and personally, while I will admit that One Piece is probably the best of the three, Bleach is still my favorite. Hmm. Uh, have you read or watched any of them? Uh, I've read some Bleach, yes. I've read a lot of the original Dragon Ball manga. No, not Dragon Ball is not, not uh, Big 3. Uh, so what is it? Bleach, One Piece, and what else? Naruto. Naruto, yes. I've read some Naruto back in like high school. Um, but no, I was never very much into the Big 3. Um, if I had to pick one that I was actually going to like sit down and watch or read through, it'd probably be Bleach. Mm-hmm. But all three of them suffer from the same sort of cliches that make me not enjoy them like um, what well it's the typical shonen cliche right it's it all started with dbz right it is the cliche of you've got a main character who essentially is a mary sue who yeah he gets his ass kicked to him but he gets his ass kicked a lot he goes and he trains for a while and then becomes super powerful and by the end of the manga or near the end of the manga or anime he is so incredibly powerful that no one could hope to beat him. And so they suffer from this power creep thing where they have to keep scaling up villains in even more ridiculous ways. And, like, Ichigo goes from, okay, he's a soul reaper, he gets hollow abilities, he gets the whole fubring thing, um... Turns out his mom is a quintessential. Okay, spoilers. Whatever. I I just thought about it. I'm like, has been out forever. Well, no. So the manga has been out. That storyline is what the next storyline is. That is the final okay. storyline that they're they're literally adapting this year. Um, so sorry if you caught that. I can. Oh, you know, I can edit it out. I'm editing these things slightly. Okay. Well, every quote unquote race in the anime or manga, Ichigo ends up being a part of. So he has all the powers and can do all the things. And no one can fucking stop him. Yep. And I hate that because I want there to be something unique about the character other than just I'm powerful because My lineage. The, the fucking, I'm powerful because this is a wish fulfillment story, basically. For little boys. <laughs> now see, oh man, now I mm, I kind of want to talk about so th- there's things about him in his powers and the his the the reason he has them and everything that kind of gets explored a little bit more in the the final arc um which yes i know it's still yes oh i happen to be the blood of these two main things that also because of those i now have the ability of the other basically the opposite of that ability um mm-hmm. i don't know how to describe it without because i don't want to spoil things um and yes i know the anime the manga has been done forever at this point um no, I mean, hey, we were still in high school. No, were we? Was that after high school? No, I don't remember when Bleach ended. Um, and it's not even done. Technically, there's a new arc coming out eventually. Uh, <laughs> they put out the first chapter. I'm excited. Um, again, because that's my favorite of those. Uh, 
don't know. There, so it's... I feel like... Because I know we've talked about this before. Dragon Ball Z is very much the... Mm-hmm. you They train off-screen, and now they're more powerful. And in all honesty, yes, they're still training off-screen, but you kind of see a little bit of the training, at least with Bleach. Um, yeah. And you see, same thing with One Piece. One Piece, you you see him going through shit to get where he is. Um, like in the most in the most recent arc right now, with him fighting uh, Kaido, I think is his name. Um, yeah. He gets his shit handed to him the first time he fights him. Mm-hmm. Gets locked up, trains, escapes being imprisoned. And then now they're at the point that they're still fighting. It's been like 70 chapters of them still fighting, um, which normally would piss me off. But I've read so much of this and I'm like, no, nah, I'm good. <laughs> there, It's one of those things where like, yes, those two are fighting. That is obviously the main event. That is the thing people care about the most. But they're currently in a situation where everyone on the team is doing their own thing in their own fight and all that kind of stuff. Um so it's oh I'm okay with it kind of splitting up the storyline and focusing on everybody individually. Um, I know people are currently very annoyed about it, and I'm like, we got through other long ass fucking chapters, why or storylines? What the fuck's wrong with you? Don't don't spend this much time on a single fucking series and then be like, I'm out. <laughs> I'm like, I read the entirety of it in like two months. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I mean, these are the same people who fucking dealt with Naruto filler. And even bleach filler for as long as that went on. So yeah, and that—that's the thing. Those have filler. Mm-hmm. One Piece does not have filler. Like I think there's been some filler throughout the years, but like in comparison, nothing compared to what we've had to what we had to deal oh, with bleach. Sure not, because fucking Naruto had entire. Well, Naruto had like several episode long things of filler where it was like flashbacks and backstory stuff. Bleach went full on with it because they got so far ahead of the manga, they didn't know what else to do. Yeah, they, ex- they needed to do a weekly release, so they're like, let's just make up a whole new story. <laughs> I think, thankfully, we've kind of hit a point with anime that they don't just force that anymore. No, everything's um, gone seasonal now. Which, you know, gives people time to catch up. I don't know if the mon- mangaka... How is it pronounced? Mangaka? Mangaka. Yeah, uh, really get much of a break. I know, I can't remember which series I was reading, they basically posted a whole apology letter being like, hey guys, I'm taking like a month off, and I'm like, yeah, do that. (laughs) Don't kill yourself playing, you're playing, uh, fucking making this shit for us. Um, It all depends on what they're doing and what their schedule, and who's paying them to do it at the end of the day. Because like, I mean, Nagatoro has an anime now, but they've done season one, which covers like maybe... I want to say 15 to 20 chapters of the manga. And we're up to, like, chapter 97 in Nagatoro now. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, Nanashi has plenty of time to turn out chapters at his own pace. Meanwhile, you have shit like, uh, fucking... I mean, Sword Art Online got to the point where it was up to the point they had that Reki Karaharu had written in the light novels. Mm-hmm. They couldn't go any further than that. Um... And so they didn't want to make filler content. They didn't want to make content that fell outside of canon. So they just stopped making it. <laughs> they were like, we're going to wait till he comes up with more stuff. Well, that I feel like that was a big thing with uh, Black Clover. Mm-hmm. Black Clover hit a point. The 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 writer made basically a quote-unquote filler arc, created, mm-hmm. like storyboarded or came up with a story at least, um, 
for like what happened in the in the manga was a time skip but the stuff that was written into the anime was is considered it's anime canon it's not just random filler shit um but then they caught up to a point that's like hey we're we're ending it it's still coming out i'm behind at this point because i used to I, I was actually reading that as well um but i just haven't gotten back to that either because i'm like let it finish i'm let, giving it time i have so much other shit to read you have other ridiculous bullshit like what a promise neverland did just like, we're just gonna skip this entire section of the manga even though it's probably one of the most popular parts of this manga not even probably definitely one of the most popular parts of the manga that introduces one of the most popular characters in the series. We're just going to skip that and jump yeah. right to the end of everything. And Not only that, it, from everything that I heard, like that is another series that throughout the manga people love it, but then the ending was just shit. People are pissed right. off at how they ended that too. Not just well, the anime, which also from everything I've seen and heard, also shit. <laughs> that's the issue with writers in general though, right? Is you write yourself into this fucking corner. And I just call it the Mass Effect effect. Honestly, mm -hmm. it's you write this epic story beforehand to the point where you write yourself into a corner and the writers don't know how it should end. So it ends up being literally just let's jam as much content in as possible, close as many plot threads as possible as quickly as we can. Yeah. And then abrupt ending completely out of context with the rest of the story. And I mean, fucking iZombie did it. Fucking <laughs> Mass Effect did it. No, no, no. It. Hold on. We talked about this. <laughs> Yes. iZombie is a weird case because the final season Zombie is a weird case, yes. Is just doesn't count. Well fuck, even goddamn um Supernatural to a much, much lesser extent like, or much longer extent. Only up to season five was what I consider quote unquote canon because the original creator had said this is where my story ended. This is where I wanted it to end. And the the uh CW was like Oh no, this is super extremely fucking popular. We're not letting this go. You can go. And he there did. Are better, there are better examples of what I'm talking about. I mean, Game of Thrones would be an example. Uh, Walking Dead is still an example of that because they just won't fucking stop. Yeah. <laughs> and it, they can't even. They, that is very much a. Uh, in my mind immediately goes to Full Metal Alchemist, the original Full Metal Alchemist, where it's like, hey, here's the manga storyline. Oh no, we've we're no, we'd made a hard right, hard right turn there, because um, that fucking series that. TV show is nothing, nothing like the comic. Like eighty percent of the characters that are important in the TV show don't exist. I've watched the original and I watched Brotherhood, and I will never go back to watching the original after watching Brotherhood. It's just not worth it anymore. The same thing with Helsing, original Helsing versus Helsing Ultimate. Mm -hmm. Just watch Helsing Ultimate. Do not watch original Helsing. You'll be disappointed. My only defense for <laughs> Full Metal Alchemist, the original one, is. Yes, there are some, like, quote-unquote filler episodes beforehand and before the story really diverges. But before the big divergence between manga and anime storyline, you get so much more character development and focus on certain characters. Um, mm -hmm. Which, to me, for the longest time, I'm like, this this is important. When I watch the second se the, the the reboot series... I already I don't need to relearn these characters. I don't need to spend so much time with them, which is great because the first like 24 episodes of the original series are almost condensed down to I think 12 episodes of uh Brotherhood. Um which I was afraid was not going to be good for 
any kind of like connection you make to characters when I had Kim watch it. Kim Kim has only watched Brotherhood. Um and I feel like she's got that same kind of the same emotional attachment to some of those characters that obviously do not make it very far in the series. Mm. What are you doing? What are you no. doing? You on your phone? Get off your phone. Sorry, I was looking at something someone had sent me. You're but, um... porn. <laughs> no. Um, but no, that transitions into just something I have here on the notes, which is Shaman King on Netflix. Oh, God. Yeah, so I've been watching it, and I think I'm only enjoying it for nostalgia's sake at this point. Mm -hmm. <laughs> because it reminds me of, you know, watching anime as a kid and the terrible dubs that we didn't know were terrible at the time. And the terrible pacing and the plot contrivances and convenience the characters are given. Um... It even suffers from that that shonen trope I mentioned, where characters like die or reach almost death and then get stronger because of it. That's like a big theme in Shaman King right now. Oh, <laughs> already happened to two characters. Ren and Joko both basically die. That's another show. And they get stronger because of it. And Joko is the worst one because Joko is literally only black main character in the entire series. He dies because. As a kid, he killed these other two kids' parents. These other two kids coincidentally end up being with the main character's dad. Their dad is possessing the... Their, it's a brother and sister duo. He's possessing the sister to pilot this fucking golem he built. So he kills Joko. Joko comes back, almost destroys the golem, rehabilitates this dad's soul, and basically is let off the hook for first degree fucking murder okay <laughs> it is not, not good it is so fucking stupid why are you still watching the show <laughs> because it's that fucking it, it brings out that nostalgia in me it it is reminding me of everything that I watched as a kid and thought was amazing and now as an adult I realize is terrible fucking writing like it reminds me of like watching Yu-Gi-Oh back in the day where I was like oh yeah this is so awesome and cool and then growing up and playing the card game and realizing Yugi cheats his way through all of his fucking duels and literally sets up his best friend for failure this <laughs> like, is Joey Wheeler right yes Joey he sets Wheeler. up Joey for failure Yo, gives dude. Joey gives Joey the time wizard card which doesn't work anything in the game like it does in the anime but in the anime, it powers up his baby dragon into an ancient dragon. Baby so it's dragon. got more attack power. Right? Yugi doesn't tell him that if he plays Time Wizard, though, it also powers up Yugi's Dark Magician, which is one of his staple cards. <laughs> Does he become, so, like, Dark Old Magician or some shit? It becomes, like, an ancient Dark Magician or something like that, and it's got more attack power than the ancient dragon does. But you said that's not how it works in the game? What is it called? The Time no. Wizard card? What? Yeah, it's called Time Wizard. Let's see, Time Wizard. Oh, I remember this little weird fuck. Yeah. So, once per as... hold on, let's see. Once per turn, tosses a coin. Oh, fuck you, making a tiny fucking video yeah. image. Toss a coin and call heads or tails. If you call right, your opponent's monsters on the field are destroyed. If you call it wrong, your monsters on the field are destroyed. And you lose life points equal to the total attack of destroyed monsters. This card can only be, this card can only use be during your own turn once per turn. So it's a very weak effect monster. It's yes. only a two-star with 500 attack and 400 defense, meaning you have to put some work 
into protecting it on your field, it's more or less a one-off card that is sort of a last ditch to clear your opponent's field if you get lucky. Because if you call the coin wrong, you, get you will basically killed. do a lot of damage to yourself. Okay. That's but the way it works stupid. in the show is they play Time Wizard and he just fast forwards time and like levels up all these monsters and some monsters are too old so they turn into dust. It's a bullshit effect in the show. It sounds cool um, in the show. Yes, but uh, like it is, Yu-Gi-Oh straight up sets Yugi sets Joey up for failure by giving him this card and beats him in the fucking Duel Masters tournament or whatever where they're set to uh, face what's his face? Uh, Millennium Pegasus? Pegasus, yeah. Pegasus. So, but things like that are present in Shaman King, which is why I brought it up in the first place. It's things where, like, Ren starts out as a straight-up just, like, evil character. Literally murders a dude. But then, because he just happens to become friends with the main character, people just forget the fact that he murdered someone. <laughs> and it's like, where where's the law in this world? Where is... Where's any sense of responsibility in this in this world for any of the main characters? There's no stakes at all because you always know that the main characters are going to come out on top, no matter what. So, you know, the writing in it is awful, but I watch it because sometimes awful writing is hilarious. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of why I made it through um, the first season. I think it's just the first season of um, what's the not fairy tale show? Eden not Zero. Eden Zero. Okay. Yeah. It's another uh, Netflix Netflix anime. I don't mm -hmm. I don't know how it works out. I don't know, fucking Netflix buys the rights to everything. Um, they do, and they'll still call these anime Netflix original series. Now some mm -hmm. of them are in some way like Netflix has produced in some way. Yeah, like Neo Yokio. <laughs> yeah, nope, we're not talking about that. <laughs> you don't deserve this big tower. <sighs> I'm not even not even gonna get into it. Um, so the other thing you had, other stuff you've watched on here, I have not gotten a chance to watch yet. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, how is uh, the entertainment district arc, the red light district arc <laughs> of uh, Demon Slayer? It's pretty damn good. Um... I'm hearing there's some controversy currently. So, of them sexifying a 14-year-old. So, it happens... This is something that ha has happened in the manga already. Um, without spoiling how it happens, I'll just say... Nezuko goes full demon. Mm -hmm. Right? Um, during a fight. And the thing about her demon form it is that it's significantly aged up. Right? So, you get a little bit of cleavage showing. You get some thigh action showing. It's nothing gratuitous. Nate, I have it's seen not... it. You say a little bit of cleavage. It okay. is a lot more than a little bit of cleavage. Compared to other anime, it's not fucking... We spent 30 hours animating her boob jiggle. <laughs> so... It's very much... and So, when I saw it, my mind immediately went to um, Nell from Bleach. Mm -hmm. uh, the Nell transformation from little girl, little kid girl to the adult. Uh, yeah. But that one's weirder is kind of the reverse where that is actually her normal form, not little girl, where this yeah. one is creepy, to well, say the least. I mean, it's creepy in a sense, but let's be, let's just put all the cards on the table and be perfectly honest here, right? To enjoy anime as a medium, 
you have to deal with the sexualization of child characters a lot. Period. Flat out. 90% of anime out there features main characters who are of high school age. Oh, yeah. I'm talking 14 to 17 years old. Right? And just about every anime out there, including what I'm going to talk about today, oh, God. has some sexualization of those characters in it. What you have to do as an adult consuming that media is realize this was done for a specific audience or it was done for a specific purpose in the story, right? And what we know about Nezuko in Demon Slayer so far is she can change forms at will as a demon. She's not constricted to a childlike form, right? She was like a year younger than Tanjiro when she got converted to a demon. And if you've seen any of the training arcs in the manga so far, Tanjiro is fucking jacked. He's not Anosuke jacked, but he's jacked. <laughs> <laughs> um, and at the end of the day, it's like, you have to realize, like, this is fantasy. It is not there for the purpose. Like, they could have... if. The manga artist and Ufotable wanted to sexualize Helen Nezuko. They could have done that a very long time ago in many obvious ways. This is barely, like, crossing the line. This is like a toe over the line, maybe, if that. And it doesn't matter because when you watch it in the show, she's moving too fast to fucking see. So, <laughs> like... You're wrapped up in the fucking action. You're not looking at her fucking tits or her thighs or something like that. You're wrapped up in the fact that she's kicking a fucking Upper Moon 6 practically to death. <laughs> and that's the awesome part of it. I don't know why people are so upset about it, honestly. I don't know why people are upset by the Hashira having three wives. Like, it's manufactured fucking outrage at the end of the day. I think, so, <laughs> I think a part of it is as sure whatever japan has weird interests and allows things differently than other countries do sure and we consume their media so we can't say anything but we should and in all honesty it's kind of a problem yes this one-off thing sure frame it however but the you even brought up the fact that we are watching nothing but high schoolers in most mm -hmm. of these series and they are usually overly sexualized high schoolers um, fucking Bleach. No, no, I can't remember how the fucking Sarah name. Um, the redhead. Uh, yeah, Orihime. Um, one of many, many characters that's like, that is a 15 year old, six, however the fuck old. Um, let's see how old Noe really is. 16. It'll probably, it might give her current she age, which is 15, then 17, then 27. Yep. Um, and she's got, like, fucking G-cup titties the entire time. Yeah, so. and that's it. Like, I know people say, oh, it's just anime, you gotta accept it. You can watch anime and also still not be okay with that. Uh-oh, yes. uh -oh. we lost Nate. No. Oh, no. Fucking light turned off. Does it have a timer on it or something? It's not supposed to unless I tell it to. There we go. <laughs> um... So that's one of those, and I know a lot of people that have kind of been on that, like, in that, like, it would be nice for 
that world to finally accept that maybe we move beyond that. Mm-hmm. Maybe just age the characters up. Like, instead of having them be high schoolers, be like, hey, college students. Sure, whatever. Like, your one of your shows from a couple of years back, um, I can't remember her name. The really annoying girl that wanted to just hang out with the, like, loner dude. You don't remember what it's called. She had big boobs. That's all I remember. I don't remember, but okay. Naga- nope, not Nagatoro. It's the other one. I can't remember. Not Nagatoro, because Nagatoro does not have titties. Yeah, that's a part of the fucking series. Um, I can't remember. She had, like, the grayish hair. Short grayish hair. Oh, Uzaki-chan. Yeah. So, Uzaki, that starts with them in college. Yeah, yeah, and that's the thing. That one... Mm-hmm. Perfect. Fine. Do that. Start them in college. Stop doing this to children. <laughs> I mean, there's an argument to be made there, and then there's a counter argument to be made as well. The fact of the matter is, like, teenagers do it. <laughs> like, yeah. There's no getting around that. Um, the pr- I would like to see it more realistically portrayed. In I was gonna say anime. I I was gonna say more of the fact that some of the ones, sure, most of these are targeted towards a younger audience. But some of them are more mature targeted series. Yeah. I mean, I think Hori Mia is probably a perfect the the bar I've set for rom com anime is Hori Mia okay. and everything else below. <laughs> so like, Hori Mia Hori Mia and, and Fruits Basket are like bam. Yes. Um But Hori Mia is great because they don't really go to lengths to sexualize their characters, even though there's sexual tension mm-hmm. in the show. Um but it also shows teenagers in a mature relationship yeah where like you have this episode where Hori is watching him while he's like walking around with this other girl and you think it's going to turn into one of those like cliche she's stalking him episode she's jealous and so on and so forth but then they just sit down and they have a conversation about it he's like hey what's up with this chick that you know yeah and he's like oh she's just like a friend who's really clingy and she's like <laughs> okay <laughs> and that's it that's the whole end of the show right there but <laughs> But I appreciate that kind of thing, and I think the issue where we come with anime is anime is a marketable product, and so they have to find a way to get a large audience to enjoy their shows, usually. Um, And there's no bigger audience than horny high school boys. Yeah, well, horny high school boys, and I mean, at the end of the day, I hate to say it, but sex sells, so they're going to put it out there in every form that they can without crossing a massive line in mainstream anime. Yeah. I mean, we've dealt with the sexualization of Kana in Dragon Maid for two whole seasons now. Um, I still have not watched any of that. Yeah. And, um, I mean, to be fair, it's all centered around not her being a sexualized child, but the fact that another child is sexualizing her. (laughs) Um, You really are not selling me on this show. I'm probably not selling you on it, but um, it's a minor part of the show. I'll just say that much. Um, it's the fact that basically another another girl in her class has a massive crush on Gata. Um Other than that, uh, I don't know. I like it. It's Annie, so it's worth watching. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so this other show is that one that you were talking about the other day, right? On, yeah. uh, while we were playing... <laughs> the only game that any of us has been fucking playing. Yes. <laughs> but uh, it's called My Dress Up Darling. Um, 
quick rundown of the show is you have a guy who makes what are called Hina dolls, which are basically traditional Japanese sort of geisha style dolls. They're not all females, but they're in that vein. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a very traditional form of Japanese art, basically, to make these dolls. Um, he's in high school. He has no real friends because his life has been centered around this doll making, which he takes very seriously and other people have made fun of him for. Um, but he lives with his grandpa. He goes to high school, meets with this girl who's like the most popular girl in her girl in his class. She's like a very ganky, like bubbly, happy-go-lucky kind of girl. Um, and they basically live in opposite worlds from one another until uh, she catches him sewing in one of the uh, unoccupied rooms of the school because no one ever uses the sewing club's machines there. <laughs> um realizes that he can sew clothes from his experience making these dolls and she's really into cosplay and she wants to cosplay this character from an arrow from an arrow gay uh, basically hentai game <laughs> um, that she plays <laughs> um, you left that part out when we talked about it I, last time. I did leave that part out mm-hmm. um, but she wants to cosplay this character um Meanwhile, this guy is, like, so anxious around her all the time because, frankly, she's a hot teenager. Um, Nate? <laughs> what? Okay, I'm not going to say it that way. Okay. <laughs> she's hot to him, as teenagers <clears throat> often are to each other. <laughs> to each other. Thank you. Nope, you, you said to each other. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, God. But, um... <laughs> You know you're eating. She is completely oblivious to the effect she has on this guy. By the way, um, normal a normal anime, yeah. Yes. So he gets all nervous and flushed around her. Um, but there are cute, endearing, and hilarious moments in the show as well, which rank it up there with some of the best rom com anime. The major criticism I have of it is it does fall into the third episode just aired and it feels like the most egregious form of this. Um, a manic pixie dream girl trope. Mm. Um, oh, she's kind of like helping him come out of his shell. Yeah, they um, uh, like uh, the sh- reverse she's all that. Mm-hmm. Or actually, it's, they already made that movie. They actually did make it. Yeah. He's all that. But it's... The the sort of ultimate example of me for the Manic Pixie Dream Girl trope was Girl Next Door, that movie. The, um, oh, yeah, Alicia Cuthbert. Yeah. But it, it falls into that vein where she's making him feel okay about his strange interest, but also in turn, he is the only person, even amongst like all of her close friends, who's taken like a serious interest in the things that she's in, yeah. into. Yeah. Um, so they do play a little bit back and forth on that and he does his best with his technical knowledge and skill to help her make decisions that's really going to allow her to cosplay this character the way she wants hi lady no that's (laughs) Cooper nope that's Cooper oh hi Cooper he's been very I can see his orangeness yeah bud you want to say hi like no thank you (laughs) It's only when you're on the computer. It's only when I'm on a fucking computer. <laughs> but, um, 
No, I think it's worth a watch, at least for these first three episodes. This is what I would say probably deserves a three-episode test. Yeah. Um, I could see it not being for everybody, because it is... I'll put it this way, it's gratuitously shot in certain things. But again, it's about understanding the fact that you're seeing this through the character's eyes. It's not there for you. It's there to for you to understand what the character sounds is like thinking you, and feeling at the like time. you're defending it again, Nate. <laughs> okay, but like... <laughs> no, it's, it is funny that this just fell, falls back into what we were just talking about. Um, in opposition to shows like High School DxD, which are literally just there to make you horny for high schoolers. So. Fucking hell. <laughs> ridiculous boob physics and anime um yeah i don't know i you when i had initially seen clips of it on i like tiktok or something i'm like oh this actually looks like it could be cute um and then you talked a little bit more about it i'm like maybe not my thing <laughs> um i don't know i don't i don't need more stuff to watch i have way too much as it is um mm -hmm. kim and i have recently watched hey bud We've recently gotten through um, all of the UK version of Ghosts, which is that a show about a uh, couple inherit a really poorly in poor condition mansion um, filled with a bunch of ghosts that mm -hmm. only the main character can see because she had a near-death experience. Um, and then we went ahead and watched the american version of the same show which is in a rare situation uh i actually really like i think it is as good very like different feel because obviously american humor is different than british humor mm -hmm. um but a big difference in the series is in the original the main character is one of the ghosts attempts to kill the character um they actually oh. push push her out the window uh in attempts to get rid of her um, obviously doesn't work. She comes back and that's when she can see the ghost. Um, in the American version, the same character archetype, um, sorry, uh, same character archetype basically, uh, is the reason for her having the near death, near death experience, but it's an accident. Um, so th this character specifically has the ability to interact with things in the living world. Um, and in the American version, he literally is like, he pushes a vase. They were originally trying to do it to spook the, the humans. Um, but at, one, at this point he's like, I'm doing this for me. I got to do this for myself kind of thing. So he can prove it to himself. He knocks a ba vase off the table. She comes around the corner, trips over on the, or like slips on the vase and falls down the stairs. So it's like, he feels horrible because he didn't mean to do that. Um, and I think that is a big, di big difference between the shows. Uh, mm -hmm. His character in general, that character in general is so much better. Some of them are so much better people <laughs> to a certain <laughs> extent. Um, but I highly recommend both of them. Uh, I don't know where you can watch the British version because I definitely watch it through legal means. Um, of course. But the American... Oh, yeah. wait. Hold on. I'm lying. I think... No, the the British one is the one that you can watch on HBO Max. The um, American version you might be able to watch on one of the streaming services that I don't subscribe to, so I use other means. Um, but I highly recommend both. Uh, the only other thing that we've watched, or I've watched, oh, she watched too. Um, How I Met Your Mother is over, obviously. Mm -hmm. How I Met Your Father 
just started. <laughs> and the first two episodes are on Hulu, and it is everything that we wanted out of it. It's it's not like the greatest show of all time, but it it really hits you in the same spot, I think. Um, and you kind of like these characters a little bit more to a certain extent. Because, uh, I mean, in all honesty, the only people you give a shit about in the original one are... Um, Oh, I can't remember their names right now. Kim, what is the name of the two characters that... Marshall and Lily. It's Marshall and Lily. Those are the only people that you care about. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. I love you. Thank you. Um, yeah, uh, we, I, we really enjoyed it. We're hoping that it doesn't get immediately canceled because, you know, everything gets canceled nowadays. Um, yeah, yeah. I, you know, if you like the original stuff, check it out. Plus Hillary Duff. Who doesn't love Hillary Duff? Nate's not saying yes, so Nate does not love Hillary Duff. <laughs> uh, probably. I remember seeing a music video of hers on VH1 way back in the day. Do you not remember who Hillary Duff is? I remember who she is. Okay. All right. Lizzie McGuire, man. Come on. You know. I, I wasn't a Disney Channel kid. No. Well. I was watching Sailor Moon at the time. You can be both. I'm sure you can be both. I just wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> Hamtaro? What about Hamtaro? You were a Hamtaro guy? Hamtaro is the best anime of all time. It's up there, yeah. <laughs> so, Nate, what have we been playing? <laughs> literally Minecraft. <laughs> and nothing else. Yep, yeah, literally, absolutely nothing else but Minecraft. Uh, Darth Dave. Dave, if you're nasty. Um, uh... <laughs> uh started up a new server for us and we've just been doing nothing but fucking around in minecraft um we're almost we could have we could have 100 percent have gone and defeated defeated the uh ender dragon at this point but i think it's just we're enjoying getting everything else and having everything else set up and building our own shit that's just so much more fun um 90 percent of my time has been spent on projects inside my own house so. yeah 90 percent of my time has been fucking with everybody um yeah i know <laughs> it's like hey you got enough things to make sticky pistons time to fuck with shit um no redstone's fun it can be convenient and make things easier in life but also it can fuck with people and that's the best <laughs> uh I think one of my favorite parts of this is the fact that we've gotten somebody that has never played Minecraft and has never had any interest in Minecraft playing the shit out of Minecraft. Uh, our friend Damien, um, <laughs> luckily and also unluckily, uh, is stuck at home due to uh, medical issues, so he has all the time in the world to get addicted to Minecraft. <laughs> yeah. yeah He's been banging away at that fucking game. Yesterday uh-huh. when I mentioned... So, here's the thing, right? You and I were playing two days ago. Mm-hmm. On Friday night. And we were going through the nether, and you told me... You asked me, did I have a diamond pickaxe and a minus certain block for you? And so I did. And my brain didn't calculate at the time what that block was. Oh, yeah. But then I went back in the nether, and I found those blocks, and I said, wait a minute. I think I know what this is. And so I got it, and it's ancient debris, which you use to make netherite with. Yep. And so then, of course, I told Damien about this, and he spent 
I think the better part of three hours trying to find ancient debris (laughs) (laughs) because I upgraded my pickaxe. (laughs) So we, we've been trying to find, um, there's a, a, a specific structure in the nether where you can just find, um, the netherite scraps in general. Like you can just find it in, in chess and everything. Um, but I'm not sure if they're actually in the bedrock version of the game or not. Um, cause we have not, I mean, we, Damien and I have gone on multiple nether ventures, uh, nothing. Well, I just started branch mining from our tunnels in nether to find it. Um, yeah, I don't know. I keep meaning to look up to see if it is actually there. Kim's making fun of me. She should go away. Don't be here when I'm doing this. Rude. I have to come get our new new can opener. New can opener? Yeah. Are you making dinner? Ooh, Kim's making dinner. She's making. Are you? Are you actually making shakshuka? She's making shakshuka. It's delicious. If you have not had shakshuka, have shakshuka. I don't even know what it is. Um, it's tomato egg thing. I don't know what it actually. The problem with ancient debris is how rare it actually is. Hold on, hold on a second. What's up? Oh yeah, hold on. Kim is coming to describe shakshuka. Yay! It's a tomato and egg thing. <laughs> I fucking hate you. <laughs> this has been cooking with Kim. <laughs> it's a tomato and egg thing. <laughs> it's a dish of eggs poached in a sauce of tomatoes, olive oil, peppers, onion, and garlic, commonly spiced with cumin, paprika, and cayenne pepper. Cayenne. Cayenne pepper. <laughs> tomato, tomato and egg, egg thing. thing. <laughs> <laughs> I see this one that has avocado in it. Yeah. I, I need Kim to go that. in Hell's Kitchen one day and just be like, just to Gordon Ramsay, what did you make? Tomato and egg. T- <laughs> <laughs> I like food. Give me food. Oh, man. I'm seeing all this. I just clicked on like other food, like shakshuka, and it's like, give all of this. This looks delicious. Oh, baba ganoush. Oh. I looked at how rare ancient debris actually is. It's fucking rare. In Minecraft. Here's how rare it really is. There are about a maximum of five blocks of ancient debris for every chunk. A chunk is roughly 32,500 blocks. There is a... That doesn't sound right. That is right. Chunks are large. Chunks are 16 by 128 by 16. That's 16 depth, right? 128 width. No. Yes. Isn't not the isn't it length and width the 16 and then the 128 is the height? Well, yes, maybe you're correct. Because then that would make more sense. That would make a lot more sense. Okay, well, yes, <laughs> that makes more sense. But there's about 32,768 uh. blocks in every chunk. That means that there is a point zero zero four percent chance of finding ancient debris in any given chunk. I found three in one spot. That's yeah. terrifying. Well, there's a possibility of eleven to spawn up in a chunk, Ooh. but it's a very rare possibility. Even so, the issue is is I upgraded my pickaxe to netherite. You can't. Find the only way I can repair it is with more netherite, <laughs> or if I can get a mending enchantment on it. So. Yeah, so mending enchantments the next thing that we have to work on. Um, so that's I'm actually looking at that now. So it does show the Bastion remnant remnants are in Bedrock, Bedrock Edition, Edition, which is where we that's what we've been trying to find. Because um, mm-hmm. it's chest loot, you can find them in chests. You can get up to two in treasure chests. Yeah. 
with a 12.7% chance. Fucking hell. We just haven't found any yet. Okay, so generator structures found another in all the biomes except basalt deltas. So the issue is, is a lot of our portals are directly next to basalt deltas. <laughs> oh, um, I thought they were in basalt deltas, so they're not, no. they're avoiding the basalt. Oh, that makes more sense. Bastion Remnants are the only place to find the Pigstep music disc, the Snout Banner brand pattern, and the Magma Cube spawner. Yeah, I want to destroy every single fucking Magma Cube spawner, so those are the worst goddamn things on the planet. So it can be found in Nether Waste, Soul Sand Valleys, Crimson Forest, and Warped Forest. Really? Yep. Oh, I'm literally looking at that. I don't know how I can believe that. I've seen a couple of different um, Soul Stone or Soul Sand Valleys. Mm -hmm. Might need to might need to reinvestigate some of those areas. Well, here's the thing: when you get into the math, whether it be in Java or Bedrock Edition, the distribution of certain materials and certain things spawning. I mean, it's it gets to crazy proportions. I looked at just the distribution of diamond alone. The fact that I even found any at all near our house is basically a miracle <laughs> see i don't I, see i don't understand that because i've never thought diamond was that hard to find it isn't once you get the science down it just requires the effort to stay in the mining process mm. and so luckily when you have an upgraded pickaxe unless you just basically turbo mine blocks it makes the process a little bit easier <laughs> um, uh, but i'm clearing out like 60 blocks literally every 30 seconds that makes the process a little easier so i know we have our our newts our podcast notes um mm -hmm. i was gonna say as an alternative to focusing on most of these things because mm -hmm. i want to cover the one because i'm just gonna make it do, 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 uh for obvious reasons um and if you want to cover one of one or two of them for due to whatever importance for you go for it um but i was thinking of possibly running through uh the first half of the year of mm -hmm. what is i've got a couple of different things pulled up to see what the, who has the best list but um <laughs> seeing what's coming out what what we're excited for gauging our excitement for certain shit coming out uh, in the first half of the year because you know new year new new games new me not new me same me Indigestion yeah. me. Um <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. What do you think? What do you think? Interest gauge? Yes. Yeah. Interest gauge would be good. Good? Alright, cool, 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 cool. So in that case, uh real quick, let's cover the what are pe what people are considering the biggest news of the year so far. Um Fucking hell. Microsoft on Tuesday? Tuesday. Tuesday? Yeah, Tuesday announced um, they are in the process of buying Activision Blizzard for s about seventy billion dollars. It's actually, I think, it's like closer to sixty-nine billion, which is a funnier number. I wish people it's were pushing that sixty-nine. I could have sworn it was like sixty-eight point something, and I'm like, fucking call it sixty-nine, motherfucker. Well, here's where they're at specifically. It's ninety-five dollars a share. Is what they're purchasing Activision Blizzard for. Mm -hmm. They're purchasing 100% of those shares. Yeah. So for a total, it's a total of 68.7. Call it 69. Why are you rounding, rounding up to 70 when you could be saying 69? It's a better number. 
Um, it's much more round. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> nice feel. Uh, um, but yeah, so you know, couple couple months ago, I think at this point, maybe a month or two ago at, at most, um, Phil Spencer came out and saying that Microsoft was rethinking their relationship with Activision Blizzard due to the uh, just horrendous nature of things going on at that company um and uh turns out that their rethinking of relationship was to own them instead of not work with them anymore uh which many many conversations can happen with this everybody can go one of two or multiple ways with this being excited about the purchase thinking that now they're getting closer and closer to being a monopoly because whatever um but I think the best and most hopeful thing is, and I'm being hopeful. You got to be hopeful sometimes. Hey, Coop, welcome back. Um, Bobby Kodak is gone. Will be gone. Will be gone. Not gone yet. He's staying around. You can't be. Get off. Stop. Stop, boy. Okay. He's staying on as the CEO of Activision Blizzard until the deal is complete. Yeah. Mm. Uh, and he, he himself has come out and been like, you know, I, I'll be around if they want me. Uh, and they, nobody, nobody wants, wants you. Nobody wants you. Uh, the easiest way to get rid of a CEO when, you know, the board of directors support him still um, is to, you know, be bought out and get the fuck rid of him. Um, will he make a shit ton of money on the wa walking away? Yes. Uh, is there any way to stop that? I don't know. Murder. Um I not, that's not a suggestion. That's just the, it's a reality, uh, technically. Um, I want to redacted Bobby Kotick. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I, I I am I feel many ways about this. Uh, most of them are, you know, excited to see what can come of this. I don't know. It's it'll be interesting to see all of their fucking games be free on Game Pass, free with Game Pass. Sorry. Um, but I think the things that I'm most excited about are some of the properties, the non like mature titled properties, mm -hmm. because a big thing with Xbox is a lot of their games are mature titles. Um, even when we when they got Blizzard, mature titles, more mature titles, um, not Blizzard, sorry, uh, Bethesda. Um, but they now have Spyro and Crash Bandicoot. Um, and me personally could see them. I hate to say churning out, but putting more focus into some family games with those things. Uh, fuck, we might get Candy Crush on Xbox. <laughs> that I, I always forget that they own King, so that just throws me off. But from what I've looked at reports, King is still making a fucking shit ton of money. Um, so yeah, go for it. Uh, I don't know. How do you feel about it? it how do you feel about Call of Duty being owned by one of the big three. Here's the thing. As far as I'm concerned, people can talk about Monopoly and things like that. I can't game. talk about it without without getting into some, some very complicated and complex political territory, so I'm not even going to bring that up. Mm -hmm. um, at the end of the day, the goal of every corporation is to become a Monopoly. That's all I can really say about it. Um, it's fucking McDonald's. They're basically a Monopoly. My deepest, really. my deepest and most sincere hope for this acquisition is that as much money is involved, that 
the employees, the workers of Activision Blizzard and King, are treated better than they were under Bobby Kotick's ownership. That's really all I can hope for at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Um, if the workers under Microsoft's leadership are treated better, I'll be satisfied. I still think they're going to keep up to sort of their scummy sort of FOMO microtransaction practices. I think there's still going to be another Call of Duty every year. You know, who, they don't give a shit about the quality. They know people are buying Call of Duty anyway. Yeah. Um, Warzone has become sort of their linchpin in making sure that you are wanting to buy the next Call of Duty because all the new weapons in the latest Call of Duty are going to be on meta for Warzone, period. Um, I mean, that's just that's just the way they go. Um, I'm hoping it speeds up the development process of certain projects. I hope we're getting the Diablo stuff that's supposed to come out sooner rather than later. Um, I hope that Overwatch 2 is not a completely defunct and dead project at this point, which I, I feel it is. <laughs> I don't understand the point of... D- I still don't understand the point of uh, Overwatch 2 to begin with because it was never... it. Everything, everything that I've seen about that game did not seem like it was another game. It felt like a DLC expansion for the first one. Um, no. but that's, if they wanted to make an Overwatch campaign, they had all the all the building blocks there in the original game. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it's calling it Overwatch Two is probably an overstepping, but I think they went with the numbered sequel kind of thing to just treat it as a selling point for something. Yeah. It's new. Well, it's like, new Overwatch. Like you can look at look at fucking Team Fortress Two. Yes, Team Fortress Two is technically a sequel, but the the difference between Team Fortress One and Team Fortress Two, fucking massive. Um, yeah. That game has continuously changed since mm-hmm. its original creation. Like looking, if you look at Team Fortress Two now compared to what it was at launch, uh, one you had to pay for it. Uh, <laughs> it's now a free to play game. Um, Yes, filled with microtransactions and all that fun shit, whatever. Um, but it is just a completely different beast than what it was at, at first. Um, and I just don't see that for Overwatch. If if they wanted to really do something big, they should have made it a campaign. Like a full-on single-player or multi, multiplayer, yeah. Have to have a multiplayer. Um, but like have it called Overwatch... Put a subtitle on it or whatever. Um I, I feel like putting a two on it is just not enough because it's not like eat like Diablo, all the Diablo games. Mm-hmm. There is a reason that there are a numbered sequel because while yes, it is very similar, like gameplay and all that shit, it's yeah. big story differences. It is a campaign, big different story campaign and all that. So I don't know. It's story hmm. differences. It's mechanical differences. Um, there's a there's a large amount of variation between one, two, and three in Diablo. Mm-hmm. Um, just from a mechanical standpoint. Um, that's something else I wish we were removed from it. Don't call it gameplay, it's called mechanics. <laughs> um, but <laughs> um, regardless of all that, um, you know, who knows at the end of the day? I mean, all I can say is I'm hoping that with the power of Microsoft backing them, things will change for the better at Activision and Blizzard because they have not done an amazing job and I want to say maybe the last two or three years yeah. at this point um, nothing good has come out of the company I feel like Bobby Kotick felt comfortable sitting back and collecting his paycheck and not really steering the company in any real direction <laughs> um, and I feel like the rest of the executives were on board with that because they'd have to be for the company to even do as badly as it's doing now 
And it's not like they were doing badly from a financial standpoint. They were doing very well. I mean, they're being bought for close to $69 billion. Um, yeah, 69. You know, if your company's sitting at $95 a share, I think you're doing pretty well, especially as a video game company. Yeah, but, even after controversy after controversy with your company, and it's still going for that much. Yeah. Um, um, I just think at the end of the day, I don't know if their share price... I assume with every acquisition, share price goes one of two ways. It either goes way up, depending on who's buying it, or goes way down, depending on who's buying it. I see the share price trending upwards because Microsoft's buying it and Microsoft is stable. Well, speaking of which, did you see the immediate reaction on the stock market for Sony after this happened? Um, I believe their share dropped off quite, their share price dropped off quite a bit. I think it was like 20% or something like that, um, <laughs> which is ridiculous because if... So they've already come out, they've already had conversation, or like publicly have stated they do not plan to remove Call of Duty from the PlayStation in, or, as, or uh, yeah, from the PlayStation ecosystem, as well as like canceling that exclusivity. Um, they are, they are going to honor any kind of like previous deals, and I'm okay with it. Also because I don't give a fuck about Call of Duty, but uh, mm -hmm. in general, I don't think that they, I don't think Microsoft is dumb enough to be like, Let's get rid of this revenue stream. Um, now, on the other hand, will it ever hit a point where Sony is like, we don't feel like paying our direct competition money for this property anymore? That's a whole well, other that's thing. A, that's the decision that Sony has to make because it's a shared revenue stream anyway. Yeah. Right? If you release a game on a platform, you're giving some revenue to the owners of that platform, regardless of who publishes it. If Call of Duty ends up being, say, a full-on Microsoft Game Studios product, you know, there's a reason that they call it Microsoft Game Studios not Xbox Game Studios. Yeah. Because they always want to have that cushion in their back pocket to say we could release this on a different platform other than the Xbox. Um, and they've done that even with PC. I mean, Halo is on Steam. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, that's a jump to another platform. So, I mean, we had, I think, for a, little, for a while, Halo, the first Halo was on there. Um, mm -hmm. But, like, this was this was straight up like, hey, everything. We're putting everything everywhere. Yeah. Microsoft hit a point where it's like, yes, you can play our games. You get them cheaper if you are doing the Game Pass. But if you want to buy them and not be on Game Pass, you can either buy them straight from us. You can buy them from, from the biggest uh, storefront on PC. Um I think, right? They're still number one, right? Epic yeah. hasn't beaten them out. Uh, but we we know now that Microsoft has has had wiggle room and now has even more of it. They have a lot more space now to expand their brand, to expand their product list, um, and to get that out to more people, more consumers now than they've ever had before. Hmm. I don't think they'll ever remove Call of Duty from a Sony platform. I don't think they'll ever remove a Blizzard game from a shared platform. It's just, it would be silly to do so at this point. Microsoft has put so much investment into its more consumer-friendly image than any other major platform out there at this point. Now, I will um, say, it is still kind of, you know, shitty mm -hmm. that yeah. we were hoping for that same thing from the... Uh, Bethesda acquisition, and they've already kind of come out and said, "Hey, we're this is ours. We're not putting this on other platforms for certain games. Uh, certain games that were, I think, originally intended to be on those other platforms." Um, yeah. 
like right now I think Redfall, the upcoming game from Arcane, uh is I believe it's still I'm saying console exclusive to mm-hmm. Xbox, because obviously everything's come to PC. That has been a very Microsoft has been very upfront about being like, hey, everything that we put out, anything that is from our internal developers is going to be on PC as well as Xbox. Um, which I, I was a big fan of then. Then Game Pass happened. They said everything we're making is going to Game Pass. I'm like, why are you not number one? <laughs> um, uh, it's like, oh yeah, because you don't have the games ready. Um <laughs> It it is funny. It, I I will still always be entertained by the fact that it's like Xbox Xbox's like philosophy on it is we put out a game and it's in both places at the same time. Sony is like we put out a game and now five years later it's on PC as well. I'm like you probably could have made more money on PC if you released it earlier. <laughs> and I think they're still making the money. It's just what Horizon Zero Dawn just came out last year. Um, and God of War just came out this past month or so. Mm-hmm. Well, there's two there's two competing philosophies going on there. Um, Microsoft has, like I said, that wiggle room to sort of go around and launch a game on multiple platforms at this point. But it's also Microsoft isn't using their games or their exclusivity as a driver to sell their specific console, whereas Sony is using exclusivity as a driver to sell their consoles. Um and so the fact that games like God of War and Horizon were, and Last of Us and Uncharted were exclusive for so long was to push people into buying PS4s and PS5s. Mm-hmm. Um, because what I think what Sony values more than anything right now is brand loyalty. They know that's where their customer base is at. Whereas Xbox is willing to give up some of that loyalty to say, We'll still make money even if you purchase our stuff from someone else. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, look, we have um, oh, what's it? The Ori and the Blind Forest games. The that series is on Switch. Um, I think it might be on Xbox too. I'm not 100 or uh, PC is or fuck Sony as well. I'm not 100 percent sure. But who knows? I mean, it's a big shakeup in the future of the gaming industry. Nobody really knows what's going to happen yet. We've all got our theories. We've all got our hopes and dreams. It doesn't even I'm complete just, until next year. or uh, Yeah, next year anyway. So, I'm just hoping it pans out for the better instead of the worse. Because there is, there are several ways this deal could go very, very wrong very quickly. Um, and we've seen it happen before, especially with large mergers and acquisitions. Um, I mean, the worst thing that could happen here is a mass exodus. I can't say Exodus, a forced Exodus of Activision and Blizzard employees for, you know, a whole staff replacement. Yeah. Um, And that could be honestly the worst possible thing in my mind that could happen. Um, We all know that Bobby Kotick is getting his golden parachute. That's not even worth talking about at this point. There's nothing that's going to stop him from making sure his strings aren't cut. Um, (laughs) Yeah. uh, Yeah. I don't know. Who knows? It, it's coming. We got a year to look for, go through. And uh, you, fuck, I wanted to make this transition, but I just remembered I told you if there was anything on the list you wanted to talk about before we got to this. Yeah, I'll talk about uh, a couple things here, just sort of in a lightning round fashion. Um, I can't look at going... this face anymore. <laughs> going back to uh, 
just some anime news real quick. High Guardian Spice was an anime released on Crunchyroll exclusively. Um, made by Americans. Uh, by a primarily all-female cast. It is... And don't take me as the saying, it's because of an all-female. Uh, you just shouldn't team. have said it. You shouldn't have said it. <laughs> I shouldn't have said it. But uh, it's trash. It's hot fucking garbage. <laughs> it is... It is a dumpster fire inside of an incinerator that's been tossed into a volcano. It is just the fucking worst thing um, that's on Crunchyroll right now. And I don't know how it got released in the state that it's in. When its trailer came out, um, it was already highly disliked by a lot of people. And then it finally produces a full show. It's got terrible, inconsistent writing, awful animation... Um, an art style that looks like it's something that belongs on, like, not even the primetime block of Cartoon Network. Like, an off, like, a, a sub-slot somewhere. Like, 1 p.m. in the afternoon. <laughs> um, it is, it's just, it's awful. And it became big, big news in the anime community because there was a major controversy over people levying disingenuous criticism at it because of its mostly female production team. Um, but that being said, I think everyone is pretty much on the same page right now that this show is, in fact, just just a garbage show that shouldn't have been released. Um, but moving on from that, um, everyone who's into crypto knows that crypto is crashing right now. Um, about a trillion dollars was lost in the crypto market this week alone. <laughs> um Again, crypto is volatile. If you invest in it, do so carefully is all I can say. I can't tell anyone to not invest in it because people are going to do what they want to do with their money. Um, but it is, it's not a good look for crypto currently. Um, that ties into the next subject here, which is GPU demand is still outstripping supply. Um, <laughs> I've looked at uh, GPU prices lately. They're still not great. Um, you're talking about getting 1080s, which are like at least seven-year-old graphics cards for about four to $500 still. Um, 2080s are still out there. Um, slightly more expensive, about six to 700 bucks. Anything in the 30 series for NVIDIA or the 6600 XT that just came out from Radeon, you're, you're spending your life savings on these cards at this point. <laughs> um. There is no good GPU market out there right now. Mining rigs are selling for tens of thousands of dollars. Um, but Intel is on their way with their new graphics cards, hopefully sometime by late this year. We don't really know when they plan to release those or in what state they plan to release them. But the fact of the matter is, is everyone wants to build PCs because they're all stuck indoors and nobody can because you can't get a hold of a decent graphics card anymore. Uh, when I picked up my 3060 Ti, that shit cost me $600. That was $200 over MSRP for that graphics card. Um, and now with NVIDIA rumoring a 3090 on the way, you're talking MSRP for that is going to be close to $1,300, $1,400, which is what like a Titan from NVIDIA would have cost you a year ago. You're talking top of the line, like rendering software level graphics card. <laughs> um not even built for gaming. So 
it's it's getting crazy out there. All I can say is, if you find a decent price on a graphics card, you might as well grab it while you can. If you're planning on building a new machine, um, you know, talk to your friends who may have an extra graphics card lying around somewhere for an older machine. Good luck with that. Um, yeah, just at the end of the day, I, I feel bad for a lot of new people because I see threads on our build a PC every day about where can I find a graphics card that's not going to cost me an arm and a leg or I'm trying to put together a budget build. What can I do? Um, and the answer, honestly, is not much. <laughs> um, you have to put up the money <laughs> is all all we can really say to people. Um, so, you know, if you're out there hunting for a graphics card, all I can say is good luck. <laughs> but uh, that's it. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, you know, I had a cool little thing to move us over here. But now at this point, hey, Nate, let's look at what's coming out in the next we're only going to go until June. Um, Because, you know, June is when E3 happens usually, uh, or E3-esque kind of stuff happens. The big game announcements and all that fun shit. Uh, Hopefully we get stuff announced early enough so we can get days off to... Cooper, Cooper, why are you back again? I love you. Um, Premiere. Premiere. World premiere. Console exclusive. Um... Yeah, so I am currently on the Game Informer one. I might switch around to different ones. Because uh, it looks like some of them are a little bit more condensed. Um, but yeah, so we'll go through January because we're still here. So uh, what what is it? It's the 23rd. Let's skip over to where... Boom. Oh, that's a fucking shitty game. Alright, how about you just give me the link to what you're looking at so we're looking at the same thing. <laughs> I'll give you the two that I'm currently looking at. Uh, podcast chat. Bam, bam. I'm like the last. Okay. Why do I see Com- Why do I see Hitomi when you start going my camera? Because it's it's how it works. You, people have to see what you see right now, so you got to deal with it. Um, and the other one that I was pulling up is this one. Yep, that's right. Everybody gets to see the words that we say to each other. I don't fucking why are care. Why looking at? Hatomi, as beautiful as she is, why are we looking at her? Because I sent you pictures during a stream once. That's true. Jeez, don't you pay attention. Um, nope. I think I might... I, to be honest, I might stick with the Kotaku one because it's condensed. No, it's way too condensed. There's like nothing on that list. Alright, Game Informer it is. Alright, cool. I don't know what the hell El Hijo is. Artful Escape, that sounds familiar. What is that one? Oh, wow. This game still hasn't come out yet. No, it came out last year on Xbox. It was an Xbox console um, uh, timed exclusive. That's right. I'm sorry. What the fuck is Baby Storm? Baby Storm? There's Baby Storm? Oh, you know what? It's um a game about babies storming. Developed by Baby Corp. <laughs> Baby Corp. You know, the game. They're published by Forever Entertainment, so it has to be fun. Um yeah, Artful, Artful Escape is that, uh... This looks like rabbits mixed with babies. babies? Oh, yes. I get it. Um, what's Damon, isn't Damon X Machina the one that was on Switch? It is. It's finally coming to PC. Nate, you can play Damon X Machina uh, on the 27th. Um, now, of course, the thing I'm most excited for is next Friday. Pokemon okay. Legends Osseus. Um Okay. So, I know you're excited for it, but every screenshot I've seen of this game, uh, the map in the game, this open world map that they're building, mm-hmm. 
it's like fucking PS2 quality. <laughs> well, whose screenshots are you looking at? I also don't fucking care. I'm looking care. at screenshots from shit like Reddit and stuff like that, but some of these landscapes do not look pretty. <laughs> um, the world that you're in frankly looks like something that was built by a college student in Unity. Wow. He went there. I mean, it's it's very stock textures. It's stock poly mapping. It's I'm saying tentacle words that nobody understands, but it, it looks bad. Is all I'm trying to get at. All right, fine. You don't have to fucking play it, Nate. Jeez, I'm gonna play the shit out of it. So fuck you. I'm sure you will. Fuck you. Have you seen the adorableness of the new version of um, uh, Voltorb? Oh my god, hold on. Let me see if I can pull this up. Uh, oh, is, is it in the countdown? Is there a countdown picture of it? Have you seen the adorable, the adorableness of what happens when you mix a Dodrio and a Voltorb? <laughs> oh god, it's just a ball with it. It's just a fuzzy ball beak. Oh, I can't find a picture of him. Hold on. Wood Voltorb. Emiage. Save image because I just want them forever now. Yeah, fuck it. Here, can I just drag it in here? Is that a thing? I don't know if I can do it. Wait, did you put something in the chat now? Yes. Oh, Dorb. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Dorb. Oh, I can't just I love it. it. I'll do it this way then. Uh, Dorb is the only Pokemon I need. Dorb is the only Pokemon. Uh, display capture. Left screen. Boom. That. That's adorable. Oh my god, I want it. He's adorable. I want to have all of them. And there was a leak. The um, the shiny version is uh, just a black. It's black. It trades out the red for black. Um, it looks good. I like it. I'm excited. Um, I just like Pokemon games, man. They're just fun. I don't care what anybody fucking complains about. Eat a dick. Uh... <laughs> Where was I? Oh yeah, Pokemon. Excited. Uncharted Legacy of Thieves collection. I, it's come to play PC. Um, it's not all of the games. It's just the last game and the expand like that standalone expansion for the last game, um, which I don't understand why that's being released because <laughs> none of the other Uncharted games are on PC, right? I'm like 90%. So. Yeah, so that's super weird for them to be like, here's the last one. Um, it's kind of like when PlayStation got Mass Effect 2 and they didn't have Mass Effect 1, right? Or was it Mass Effect 3 that they got? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Just fucking weird. Um, so yeah, that's it all for January. February, you got Life is Strange Remastered Collection. Ooh. Mm -hmm. No interest in that? No? What the fuck is the Waylanders? Who knows? That's weird looking. Bio. Oh, it's. Oh, they have a, a, a creative consultant from Bioware. It's hmm. a Kickstarter RPG. Um, nobody cares about Sherlock Holmes. Dying Light 2. Wait, is that still coming out February 4th? I thought that got delayed again. I have no idea. I keep. They seem to be sticking to a February release date for it. Okay. Ali Ali World, which, if you've ever played the Ali Ali games, they're really fun skateboarding games like Side Scroll skateboarding games and this one's like just bigger better version of that oh. um 
Sifu, which I believe is that the yeah, that's the one where basically you age. You your character every time you you lose, you go back and you get older and older, but you continuously strong get stronger and stronger. Um, it, it the way that they showed it, it basically looks like it's just the hallway scene from, um, the hallway scene from old boy over and over again. Well, yeah, it's got a gameplay style. It's reminiscent of, I forget what the game is called, but it's a very old PS2 game that featured Jet Li in it. Um, and you used the analog sticks to do all the fighting. So you kind of just pointed them. Rise to Honor is what it was called. Oh, I remember that game. Yeah. So it looks reminiscent of that. Mm. Hmm. Let's see. Uh, Crossfire X, which I remember getting announced like a decade ago, I feel like. Uh, up in the Crossfire! Uh, you got Kingdom Hearts. All of the Kingdom Hearts are coming to Switch. And from what I've heard, it is the worst way to possibly play Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> Not surprised there. Because um, unfortunately, they're not the full games. It's like the streaming version of the games. Um, see, these are all things that I have no fucking know by heart. What the fuck is know by heart? That looks like an emotional journey through people's lives that I don't feel like getting into. Same thing with <laughs> Lost Art. No. Oh, Lost Art. There's still. What? People are still making MMOs? <laughs> yep. Hold on. Not only that, this is a MMO being released by. Amazon, which means this is Amazon's second MMO. Yep. Uh, uh, I can't. Will it ever work? Nope. Hey, people <laughs> like that New World. I think I bought it. It was a game. Oh, here we go. Is this... No, no, no. This isn't what I'm thinking of. Oh, no, yeah. Rumbleverse. This is that ridiculous looking... Um, I, it kind of looked like a... Uh, it's basically a brawler. Yeah. But it's uh what's that thing with the term that I can't think of when you're trying to be the last one standing? Battle Royale. Thank you. Mine completely blanked on that. Um it looked fun, looks stupid fun. That's coming out in February fifteenth. Uh just in time for when's when's a Valentine's Day? Is that the fifteenth? Brawler Royale. Yeah. Oh, that's a fun word. Um yeah, cute, crazy, cartoony looking shit. Um, I'm literally just skipping around because there's so many things like fucking the Ezio collections come to Switch. Who cares? Who cares? Where's the next? Where's the new one? Where's the new Assassin's Creed? Um, King of Fighters. No, I don't know anybody that plays King of Fighters. Nothing against the game. Personally, we're just gauging our excitement for this. So far, the the most excited I see for anything on this list here, nothing. Like Horizon for Forbidden West, awesome. Not coming to PC for another five years, um, and I'm not. Into who, who's going to be able to get it, their fucking hands on a PlayStation Five if they don't already have one? I know a lot of people are excited about Elden Ring. Now that was the one that I'm like on the fence about because like it, it's obviously going to be another uh, Souls like. Souls like. But from what I've heard, it's a more not lenient, but easier to get into Souls like. Um, I mean, I still want to play. What's the one that you have a like a grapple hook arm. Oh, what is that game called? Because it's not. Yeah, it's not by the same developers. I don't think. Let me hold on. Grapple hook arm souls like. Shadow. Oh, uh, Sekiro. Oh, Sekiro. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. A lot more mobility in that game. 
Um, really interested in that. Never got around to it. But Elden Ring, Elden Ring looks fun. Um, it's another excuse for George Robert Martin to not finish the the uh, Game of Thrones game um, books. But whatever. George Robert Martin. George Robert Martin. That's what it stands for. Um, see what's in March. I see one game. One game that is in any way exciting to me. Sorry, two games that are in any way. Ooh, three games. Ooh, four games. I'm seeing more things. <laughs> I'm seeing more things as it goes through. Let's just go from top. Don't know what that is. Don't know what that is. Don't know what that is. Um, Babylon's Fall is that shit game that looked like shit and people are still excited for it some for some reason. Triangle Strategy is a game that I don't know why the fuck it still has that name. I really thought that that was going to be like because you got like octopus what up, like you just straight up skip gran turismo 7 <laughs> can you play gran turismo 7 nate no because i don't have a playstation would you want to play gran turismo 7 i might has a single gran turismo game gotten any better over the last four games yeah gran turismo mm. sport is actually fucking amazing <laughs> in comparison to your favorite uh car games no. There you They're go. two entirely different styles of racing game. Though. Yeah, mm. one's good. Um, <laughs> says the guy that doesn't give a shit about car games. Um, did they bring a Lego car out onto stage during E3 one year? No. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, Triangle Strategy is it's one of those games where I'm like, I thought that was going to be like a Project um, Octopath or whatever, where it was the, the, the not official title yet and then it's like no no it's just called triangle strategy i'm like oh okay go for it uh square enix um what what do you even is spell force i don't there are so many games that i've never heard about here's one that i'm semi excited about chocobo gp that's a racing game i can get behind <laughs> i saw the eye roll oh god I just love how all the racing games that you like are fun cartoon their... games. Well, you don't like sim racers. I'll just put it that way. Yeah, the fuck that. Realism, realism is not what I want in my games. Look at the games that I play. Is there anything realistic about anything I play? Only your enjoyment of them. Yeah, super realistic. Um, the, the one that I'm most excited about on this list is actually Tunic. Uh, coming out in March. Yeah, man, March sixteenth. Kirby. That's my second most excited game. Um, followed up by Weird West and oh wait, no, is Weird West the one that I'm thinking it is? Yes, Weird West is the one that I'm thinking it is. Uh, I'm excited for Kirby because it looks more like it's a return to the Dreamland format. Yeah, and people are. It's we're still wondering if it's more of an open worldy kind of Kirby or not. Um, we don't really know, and it comes out in two months. Um, literally, the only like, Kirby's I really like are Dream World, like back on the fucking Game Boy. So, I love Dreamland. Every Kirby. If you don't like Kirby, you do not have a soul. Kerbo and the black hole that lives within him. That's and Kirby is is on my list of one hundred percent going to have a Kirby tattoo. And Kirby is just a ball of flesh that contains a pocket dimension. Yep. <laughs> uh. But yeah, Tunic Tune looks great. It's basically Little Fox Legend of Zelda. Um Kirby and the Forgotten Land. I think we it was a leak last year, but people were still super excited for it because it looks great. Um it's finally a 3D not like just 
3D model characters, but actual 3D plane of of travel kind of thing. Um, Kirby game, which we kind of had back on the 64, but it was still nowhere near as open movement. Um, I mean, Tiny Tina's Wonderlands, we're going to get that game. We're all going to get the game. We'll play together like three or four times and be upset because none of us play together all the time. Um, (laughs) But we're still all going to get it. Uh, I didn't know they're making a Starship Troopers game. Is it some shitty looking game? Oh, yeah, it's some shitty looking game. Starship Troopers Terran Command. Yeah, that looked bad. It's probably going to be an RTS. It is. Look at it. (laughs) I've seen it. I don't don't even want to entertain that mm. <laughs> um and then the last one is weird west which was a uh, devolver digital game that got announced a couple of years back um it's interesting uh it's like a uh what's that thing called from the top thank you um supernatural wild west game who who isn't into that i wish there were more supernatural things in the wild west, in the wild west because then i would play more of them um, wow, April has like two things, and only one of them is going to be purchased by oh, me. Here's the thing. There's a lot of games that are supposed to be coming out this year haven't had official announcements yet. Oh, yeah. So there's which, still a lot going on here. Which is mm-hmm. also why I didn't want to go too far ahead, because I'm like, it's not not all of this is, is one, mm-hmm. going to come out on these dates, and two, that's not all that's coming out in these months. Um, yeah. I mean, fucking look at... Look at March and February. Those things are fucking packed. Uh, I think even, yeah, even on the other sites, it's still packed with shit. Um, yeah. well, we've got Lego Star Wars Skywalker Saga. Yeah. You excited about that in any way? A little bit. I've heard some news surrounding the game. That oh, yeah. Crunch. Is, is the biggest, yeah, it's the biggest project they've done so far. It'll lead to a lot of crunch. Um, I mean, that being said, it's it's another Lego Star Wars game, which have never let, I don't think, anybody who's played them down before. They're fun. They're simple to pick up and put down. doesn't require a ton of effort to play a Lego game, honestly. Yeah. Um, it t- takes patience because you have to, there are certain things that's like, I know what I'm doing. Stop being a kid's game and let me not play it like a kid's game. But you just have to deal with it because it's a fucking kid's game. Um, yeah. Like... In my opinion, one of still one of my favorite games of the last uh, previous decade. I have to say previous decade now um, was fucking Lego Lego Batman Three. Lego Batman Three is an incredible game. It it is one of the first like big changes to Lego games, and I think it holds up. And even though it was glitched, and I can never get one hundred percent unless I replay the whole fucking game again, um, it's still fantastic. I highly recommend it to everyone. Um, it just all your games harken back to that era of games like Crash Bandicoot, Spyro, Gex, yeah. stuff like that. Where it was simple enough for kids to play, but had enough depth there that as an adult you could be a completionist if you wanted to. Yeah. So Nate, mm. there are two games on here. One for Spoken. For Spoken looks amazing. It's a PlayStation exclusive. Oh, I'm lying. It's coming to PC. I did not know this. I don't care anymore, and now I'm more excited about it. Um, I don't... Will your PC be able to run for Spoken? Yeah! <laughs> uh, my PC runs games better than I expect it to sometimes. Uh, Vampire the Masquerade Swan Song, I don't care. I've never been a Vampire the Masquerade fan. Um, but most importantly, coming out in May, do you know what Sons of the Forest is, Nate? I have no idea. 
Is that, it just more of the forest? That's more of the forest. Okay, I didn't play much of the forest because Dave and I were playing it and then we just stopped playing it. So. What? No, that never happens. Um, that sounds like we need to play through all of the forest we before do. May 20th of 2022. <laughs> we can do a playthrough of the forest. Yeah, it'll take a while. I'm okay with it. Um, August, the only thing we have so far is Saints Row, which could go either way. could be really fun. Um, there's always some ridiculous games. Uh, September. Wait, wow. Hold on. I just realized we were going to stop at June and they skipped June. Nothing's been announced yet. Yeah. Fuck it. I September guess we're going to, we're going to go through it all then. I don't even know how they're continuing the test drive series, honestly, <clears throat> but whatever it's there. I, I assume it'll be another sim racing game to compete with Gran Turismo and Forza. It'll probably not do well. They have Grid coming out earlier that year anyway, and Grid is one of those sim racing games that actually does really well. You like that one, don't you? Grid I have never liked. Um, oh. Oh, no, yeah, 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 never mind. I tried to play, uh, what's it called, the fucking Ubisoft one. Yeah, the one that has, like, the you can get out of the car. The crew. Yeah, the crew. yeah, that's what I was thinking of. So the first crew I enjoyed, the second crew is fucking trash, so. <laughs> um, yeah. Let's see. Oh. Pretty much if it's a Forza game or a dirt game, I'll play it. I forgot November, fucking Starfield, which is the first of those games that I was we were talking about earlier. That now that Xbox owns Bethesda, I feel like Starfield is going to crash and burn. I feel like Starfield's not going to come out November 11th. Probably not. Um, but I see, I see another No Man's Sky in the future. Is what I see here. See, I don't, even, I don't see it that bad of a thing. And also, stop. We talked about this. No Man's Sky has made it back. It had a horrible launch, and I blame Sony. I 100% blame Sony. Um, I think Sony made them overcommit, overcommit to things. Uh, because obviously they've come back, and now it is a beloved game. It has a, a wonderful, wonderful fan base that people love that game. They support it in every way possible. I always go back and try it at least once a year every year, and the game keeps shoving me on the snow planets when I start, so... Yeah, the point of the first planet you go on is that it's supposed to be an insane, um, like a, a highly toxic environment for you that you want to get out of as fast as possible. So you're like, push through the, the tutorial and then you're free. It just feels like it throws too much at you all at once. At least to me. You, this is coming from the guy that tries to do the hardest difficulty on games the first time so he doesn't have to go back and play it again. Listen. <laughs> Dishonored is a fucking slog to begin with. <laughs> what? The, get the fuck! I'm kicking. Hold on. When you when you stealth through Dishonored, he's gone. No more. We're not talking to him anymore. The podcast's over. Okay, hold on. Let me get back into the. Uh, <clears throat> you left. You kicked yourself from the server. <laughs> it was easier to leave instead of <laughs> kicking you. <laughs> we don't slander my favorite games. Um. I don't say bad shit about yours, your games. I just don't let you talk. No, I'm joking. All right, PPA. PPA, oh, rude. Um, <laughs> fuck, the only other thing. Oh, wow. Did you look? So the, the last thing that has an actual date is Stalker 2, which yes, cool. Um, but I'm actually going to play through the Stalker franchise eventually. Did you see the it, to be announced se section? I did. <laughs> 
There's a lot. Holy shit. We are not going to touch on this. This is ridiculous. I'm just going to pick out a few niche things here that look... Ooh, like multiverses? Interesting. Uh, a Quiet Place. Uh, let's see. We've got Bayonetta 3 coming out to the Switch. Um, battle Cakes? What the fuck is Battle Cakes? Oh, they're, they're, they're little... This is why I'm avoiding the, the weird stuff. Cyberpunk is coming to the PS5 and Xbox Series X, which, whatever. Bear and Breakfast. There's a Death Stranding Director's Cut coming to PC. Also, meh. Um, Digimon Survive coming to PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. Ooh, Devolver Tumble Time. That's, uh, what else? Don't Starve Together is coming to Switch. I didn't know that. Oh, Dragon Ball The Breakers. Have you seen anything for that? That is a Dragon Ball themed Dead by Daylight. <laughs> really? It is basically Dead by Daylight in the world of Dragon Ball. Mm. Oh, Dune Spice is... Wars. Fall Guys is coming to Xbox and Switch. I don't know how it hasn't been there yet. Yep. Ghostwire Tokyo uh, still doesn't have a release date. Ghostwire Tokyo doesn't. Neither does God of War Ragnarok. Gotham Knights also doesn't have a release date. Oh, Grand Theft Auto V is coming to the PlayStation 5 and Xbox X. Yeah. <laughs> I am Jesus Christ is coming to PC. Whoa, hold on. I am Jesus Christ? That is like the hottest game of the year. I am. Oh my god, just look at the fucking title card. For this yeah, game. I know. Let's. We got a budget as a motherfucker. <laughs> I am Jesus Christ is inspired by the New Testament and hopes to spread the gospel uniquely and engagingly. Journey through over 10 hours of gameplay. <laughs> this reminds me of that game that was literally called something like The Testament or something like that. Oh my, oh my god. Testament video game. It was a really cheaply made video game, and I forget. Nate, we're playing this game. We're playing I Am Jesus Christ. We are playing it. We are playing it together on a stream. Oh God, I'm gonna get crucified, literally. <laughs> Ads here. Wait. Look. Okay. Hell yeah! There's a gauge for washing feet. <laughs> you gotta wash those sins, man. Uh -huh. I'm sorry. Are we sure this is a game about spreading the gospel and not something else? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we have to stop. Um, let's let's go. Let's see. Uh, there's too many games. We'll, we'll get back to this later. Fuck this. Well, here's stuff that we know is coming out that we're interested in, right? I'm interested in Gotham Knights. Are you interested in Gotham Knights? I am. I'm interested. The two games that I'm super interested for that have no dates yet: Gotham Knights, that just that uh, the uh, that. Suicide Squad game. Suicide Squad kills the Justice League. Um, Redfall, which is that we talked about, or I mentioned earlier, Redfall being a um, the new game from Arcane Studios. Uh, yep. I smelled dinner and I'm really hungry. Um, oh, River City Girls 2. I didn't even know that got announced. Yep. Still had to play through the first one. Slime Rancher 2. <laughs> Two, Sonic Frontiers. Frontiers. I love we both saw that one and we're like, yes. Splatoon 3? I don't think I'm that's coming out this year. I'm just hoping they don't fuck up Sonic Frontiers. <laughs> I mean, hey. Oh, it's funny. There's some games on here that have already been released because the Anacrius Anacria, is on uh, Xbox now. Um, free with Game Pass. Uh, 
Hey, we'll uh, definitely... Breath of the Wild sequel. Fuck yeah, man. God, I hope it comes out. I, I'm not going to be upset um, if it doesn't, but like, I, I could use some new Breath of the Wild. The problem is I also need to finish Breath of the Wild. Uh, Cooper, stop attacking my mouse. He's he's going after the mouse cursor. Why does it say Valheim on PC in this list? Uh, I don't know. There's an untitled Layers of Fear game coming out. Ooh, that's a game that we should play through all those on. Uh, well, one of the games I'm excited for that I know you're not. Warhammer Forty Thousand Dark Tide. Yes. That's even though it's basically Vermintide in the 40k universe. I wanna I I wanna play Void Train. That looks fun because Void Train is basically the the uh, that raft game, but in a weird void space, and you're continuously building a train. Which is it's also out already, but whatever mm-hmm. uh, Witcher 3 is getting an update for PS5 and Xbox Series X hmm. which if you played it on PC it's as pretty as it's going to get that game is pushing every fucking pixel to the extreme even on an old Xbox One so <laughs> and I have no interest in it whatsoever it happens uh, I forgot that there's a Golem game coming out too yep. uh, I'm excited for and hopefully it does come out this year I don't I don't. If it gets delayed, it gets delayed. Stanley Parable Deluxe Edition, man. I have not played Stanley. I've always wanted to play it, but it's been stuck at the same price point for years. Just so. buy it. It's so fucking good. Like, how much is it? Hold on. It's also a puzzle game, and we all know how I am with those. It's not a puzzle game. Okay. It's a story sim- simulator. It's fifteen bucks. You're really not going to buy fifteen dollars. Okay, well, it's come down in price now, so yes, I'll probably oh. buy it. <laughs> I, I recommend buying the two-pack of um, Stanley Parable and the Beginner's Guide. Two great games, again. Uh, are they both? Oh, no, they're two separate developers. Who's Galactic Cafe? Okay, they did Stanley Parable. So Galactic Cafe did Stanley Parable. Everything Unlimited made the Beginner's Guide, and it's the only game that they made. Mm-hmm both great i also highly recommend super liminal but i've already played through all that so it's not super a... liminal is now on game pass so yeah try. you yeah. know i'm still very bad at puzzle games i'll still give it a try <laughs> i will enjoy you failing at that game i'm sure you will that's mean i don't mean it that way mm-hmm. um but yeah i don't know all right i'm fucking hungry i smell the food and i just want it now um <laughs> so yeah welcome to 2022 it's weird that we're in 2022 the year of our lord george jetson um jetson. he gets born this year we looked it up yes he does oh lady's starting to yell at me that means it's time to get off the computer <laughs> thank you for joining us on the first episode of 2022 of space time taco i have been chris aka time lord burrito and I've been Nate, aka a little teapot. Why are you all rolling your eyes and shit, man? I don't know. I saw it. I saw it. I see your face. Follow us on all the social media. Just search space space time. Roll it back. Follow us on all the social media. Do it. <laughs> Just search space time taco. We're literally everywhere. We're mostly everywhere. I mean, hell, we're on fucking porno. Um find me everywhere as time lord burrito find him everywhere ish you find him less places he's not a big social person social media find me person. At little teapot. 
streams every Tuesday and Thursday on our Twitch channel. Hopefully to have more in the coming future, as long as I can keep my cat off of my screen while I'm trying to do things. Go inside and play video games. You ever been to Salcon? <laughs>